Hi everyone, it's your fangirls Sanji and Sue Wern. In this corner, we talk about everything fangirl related from K-dramas to animes to K-pop. We hope that you listen and enjoy it. Now let's get into our episode. Welcome to another episode of Your Fangirls with me, Sue Wern. And me, Sanji. And today we decided to do an episode focusing on our K-drama recommendations. I know that um, as we're recording this right now, it's final season. But with the winter break coming along, I hope that a lot of you have more time to focus on your hobbies and, Mm -hmm. and watch what you want to watch and get to that list of shows that you've been putting off this entire semester and because of that we want to add on some more recommendations that we think you would like and some dramas that we really enjoy and I Sanji would you like to go first yes so um one of the k-dramas that I've really enjoyed um over the course of you know, whenever I've had time to watch it, I guess, is this K-drama called Flower of Evil. Um, it's, so it's about a, um, it's a, it's a kind of like a romance slash thriller of like mistaken, not mistaken identity, but concealed identity, where you have like this, this perfect family with like this husband who's like, amazing a great father um takes care of the kid and then the wife who's like this really competent police detective so um over the course of the show it's uh things uh, are revealed and you know things aren't what it seems especially with the husband so it's it's a really like kind of thriller it, it, this k-drama has a little bit of everything it has like the thriller moments the fight scenes it has the romance because like you know the first episode like opens up with them like making out or something it was it was hella cute and the kid is like adorable so uh there's just there's a lot in this show that's really um I think it's, it's a real like nice escape from reality because it's kind of very unrealistic yeah mm-hmm. so so Sue and like tell me what you like I've talked to you about this show before and like have you had a chance to kind of look into it or um honestly no I haven't (laughs) and honestly I actually don't remember much of what you told me last time about it Mm -hmm. yeah this is like this is a relatively like not well-known show um it it premiered it's not on Netflix it's on Vicky and it's it's oh. like yeah it it features um Lee uh Lee Jun Junggi I I'm so, I'm so sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name dude but Lee Junggi um who's who's this really famous like you know stunt actor slash pretty boy you know he's he's you know he, he takes all of the those elements <laughs> in this show and like the female lead's name is Moon Chewon and um and I don't really know who she is but she rocked it in her role in this show so yeah I I guess like 
the reason why I really like this show is because it's so unrealistic and it just Mm. keeps you on the edge of your seat with all the action with all of like the psychological like you know oh this person isn't what it seems and it just makes me like you know look more deeply into people and like the details um and like their lives like you know this person looks like a normal person but do they have a backstory where like they ran away from blah 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 or like whatever so I don't know it's just it's just a like a nice-ish escape from reality while under quarantine Mm. I guess my recommendation that's somewhat similar but also in many aspects it's not is reply 1988 and like like Sanji said oh I don't know if that is one of your recommendations um, also, uh, just letting y'all listeners know is that we don't we have we didn't share any of our top recommendations to each other, so this is also a surprise to as we are saying it. Um, but my recommendation, Reply nineteen eighty eight, is probably hands down like my favorite K drama of all time. And similar to Sanji, although um, it it has a lot of like backstory, it has a lot of interesting um, depth around each character. There is also like a really like heartwarming feel to it. It's kind of like a good escape from reality, even though most of the story is very centered around real life problems and real life um, experiences. And so for y'all who don't know, it's um, it's part of the Reply series and it's obviously my favorite one. Um, and it's set back in <laughs> 1988. And it goes, the, the show is very... Um, very well described not described like showcase the timeline of um the years that have gone by and and it follows the main character played by Hyeri who is um a girl group member from girls day and also um her like four or five other guy friends like Park Bogum um and their friendship and how like her love life and her how her career has like changed over the years and it's definitely one of those, um, uh, like, girl next door, but also, like, her stepping out of her comfort zone, learning how to find herself, like, those type of, like, movies, or not movies, shows. I call it a movie because every episode is, is like, 90 minutes long, so it feels like a mini movie every time. And I think that's definitely one of those shows that always, even when I hear the soundtrack, I always cry. It's so good and so heartwarming but also um tear jerk tear jerking mm-hmm. it's like that sweet nostalgic like coming of yes. age story coming of age yes mm-hmm. that was what us yeah mm-hmm. and it's very nice it feels very nostalgic nostalgic it feels like you know the characters and what i like the most about this drama is that it doesn't just revolve around like the whatever love triangle or love plotline there's so much depth into so many side stories that doesn't take away from the main plot like everything is still connected and I think that's a huge pro of a lot of k-dramas that somehow so many little details of the show always seem to go back to the main plotline or they're very like connected and intertwined like how somehow this character is like connected to this character who's connected to this character and I think they did a really good job at like really growing on that um and each character is so complex in their own way so you really get to fall in love with everyone and not just the main lead Mm -hmm. I totally understand like those are the types of k-dramas where it just 
it's so easy for you to relate to because all of the characters are so well developed and you're not sitting there like like waiting for like the main characters to show up because these side characters have that fully fleshed out like feel that you can relate to that tugs at your heartstrings and like really really like connects with you on like an emotional or deeper level and like I I will fully confess that I haven't watched like Reply 1988 but I have seen like clips and stuff and like the clips that I've seen really give you like and this is just like you know like a maybe not even five minute clip um of some of these like episodes it's just mo- but it, within that five minutes I really like feel some of the emotions that Suburn has talked about like the heart the nostalgia I definitely like feel because of the way that they shot the show and like um and like the the, the coming of age story with these group of friends that are really trying to figure themselves out and that's just like you know five minute clips that I've watched and I can feel that mm-hmm. so Y'all should, y'all listeners out there should definitely really, really try to watch this. And I will definitely add that to my <laughs> list um, that I, yeah. that I need to uh, take, um, take into Maybe this is just, consideration. This, this series is just me and Sanji sh- um, adding shows to each other's list the entire yeah. time. <laughs> honestly, honestly um, it's like, it's like. Every time we talk, I have um, like five more shows to watch or like things to to see, and I'm like, uh, and it just adds to my ever expanding to do list. And I, and it's not like you know, it's not like I um, this is work, but it's just uh, it's so exciting to like to have this type of show where we get to talk about each other's like passions and just fully like fangirl about these shows and these actors. Oh my god. Yeah. And also, a lot of K dramas, I think, just has this perfect sprinkle of humor. Mm-hmm. And I would say Reply Idiot is one of them. And I would say, like, even from someone who really likes sitcoms and, and Brooklyn Nine Nine, like the timing, the way the show is written, I think I cannot um recommend like Reply Nineteen Eighty Eight enough. Like the humor is good too. Um, so you're gonna cry one episode and then you're gonna laugh like the next second and I think that is also the beauty of it mm-hmm. that's, that's a great show when it, it makes you feel show. like completely opposite emotions <laughs> with it within a very close time frame like that's how that's how you know the show is robust yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I guess I, I can go next with my uh, second recommendation so um, there's this uh, Netflix show called Netflix uh, K drama called The School Nurse Files um, that I think dropped like maybe in September or October. So it's technically not like winter, but more a fall. But I really, really enjoyed the show. It's 12 episodes, which is, you know, one of those rare K dramas that's not fully 16, but it stars. Um, uh what's her the act one of the actresses from the famed uh uh parasite um i forgot let me oh she doesn't yeah the sister uh i don't know if if she plays the sister i think she plays like the mom the rich mom but Mm. her uh, her name is jung uh jung yu mi and Mm. then um and of course one of my favorite k-drama actors of all time nam Mm. joo hyuk um is also in the show 
oh. as like the male quote unquote male lead. Mm. Um, I I will uh I will drive more into my obsession with Namjoon Park <laughs> and all of my other K drama like husbandos, but um basically I like call them husbandos when they're really actually real people. Yeah, I know, right? Like, uh, I hoped I pray to God like none of them hear me fangirling about how about them because like that's embarrassing. <laughs> but um, basically, the show is about um. It's it's a sci-fi, which is rare in K. Mm-hmm. Like you don't get very many sci-fi kind of shows. It's it's uh, located in a school where you have the main character, the school nurse, fight like these demons or these like parasites, like these creatures that spawn from human emotion, and she's like the only one able to see them and fight them. Oh. And um, for whatever reason, like, the school is, like, this hotbed of, like, these creatures spawning. And over the course of the show, <laughs> she teams up with Namjo Hyuk, who plays, like, the, uh, the a teacher at the school and also, like, the chairman of the school's grandson. Um, so they team up, try to figure out, like, why the school is such a hotbed for for these creatures and like what they can do about it what I really like about this show is is that it's nothing uh that I expected it to be so like usually like you can pretty much tell what you're getting from a k-drama when you watch like a a trailer or like you know get the synopsis so I was picturing when I saw the trailer y'all should definitely check it out if you don't want to you know jump straight into the show um it's it seemed to me like very like superhero-y like oh you have like this nurse who has like these superpowers that are able to defeat these creatures you know it seems like a very like superhero like type of show but it's not it's they there's definitely like the the elements of like fighting with the supernatural or like these creatures but um but the show is very dark and by dark i mean like dark humor dark like like just just dark thoughts or like the mm-hmm. way that these uh these you know characters interact like superhero shows are typically like um you know the the hero or heroine is like I have to fight these creatures because they're my responsibility and like I have these powers and I want to do good and stuff like that like the main character's motivations aren't like that at all it's more like she's been forced into this role she would love to lead a normal life, but she's the only one who who's able to do anything about it. So she feels like this responsibility, and the um and I really like how they kind of you know switch the the narrative on on its head and kind of made like this more of like a dark comedy sci fi supernatural show. Um, I can't. I don't want to like explain why it's so dark because um it's you know it's it's mostly it's dark because of the characters you know outlook and what they say and act in the sh- in the show and I don't want to like give you specific details because I feel like that's going to spoil it for y'all but um definitely like really check it out like you you watch the you watch the trailer, you hear the theme music, and you're like, oh, this is, like, another superhero, like, kind of show, but no, man, like, it's dark, like, watch the first episode, you'll understand what I'm talking about. 
it sounds like something I definitely want to watch. And when you said even like the dark, I was thinking like, and like dark superhero, I was thinking immediately like Batman, like Batman versus Superman type of like dark. But I also know that like, kind of maybe pushing in that, that parasite darkness. It's like kind of sin- sinister also. It's not like, like, it's not, um, yeah, I, I don't think the darkness that's in the show is similar to either like the, the Batman franchise or even Parasite because um, I think what makes the show dark is mostly the narrative of the main character and also um, a side effect of because it's like because the show is viewed through her eyes, like the way that they shot scenes and kind of like um, and and the uh, cinematography of the show really gives like gives you that that view, that narrative and like fully immerses you into her narrative. And just it's it's not like um, it's not dark as in like tragic things happen like in Batman. Um, well, which is, you know, there, I guess there is some tragedy, but not like to the extent at which it turns like the entire show dark, but it's not, it's not dark like Parasite where it's more, you know, like, like low key crossing into the genre of horror. Mm -hmm. It's dark as in like the, the narrative, the character itself Mm -hmm. and how Mm -hmm. the show chooses to uh, to show like that darkness, that narrative, like visually with its cinematography. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't. I don't have the words to explain like what I mean because I'm not very good at this. If y'all can't tell, um, I just, I just like, I just rant about shows, but I'm not like, I don't think as good as critic, like, like not criticizing, but like pulling out the the elements. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely recommend it's it's definitely like less of a commitment than normal K-drama since there's only 12 episodes and like the actors are bomb like watch the trailer if the trailer doesn't convince you I don't know what will <laughs> to be quite honest but yeah yeah get ready for that trailer it's good and then and then watch the first episode and be like what the hell this is not what the trailer promised me <laughs> I think that's a good um, change into from most K dramas too because I think a lot of K dramas, um, I know that I watch a lot of them because they are quite um, like you can ex- you know what you're getting you know it's gonna be heartwarming you know it's gonna make you cry one point and then like that's kind of it like you're, you're gonna follow the characters blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and actually that's a perfect segue into my recommendation too because um, I've been watching Startup on also a Netflix original. And it also features Nam Joo Hyuk as the main um, uh, male lead, but the act, the main lead of the drama is Bae Suzy, and she's also um, an ex-girl group member from Miss A. And I actually watched, I think, um, a little bit of Uncontrollably Fawn, which she was in, and she's really good in that also. But I think in Startup, she plays a role really well of, of both... Um, yeah, see, it's really hard to describe dramas without spoiling them, but mm-hmm. I would say you get to see a lot of a lot of sides of her, and uh, generally it's about these. Um, it's like what it says, startup. So if you know me, I am all about the startup ecosystem because I work in one. I love learning about other ones and um, VCs and all that kind of stuff. So it's like it's like a intersection of my work 
interests and my personal interests of the drama. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the interesting part is that um, throughout the series, it's all about like uh, pretty much like building a startup. And they even use terms. And whenever they use a new term, they add it on the bottom, like a subtitle. They'll be like, this is what it means. And then like, this is the definition. So it's like kind of educational in a way. Like if you have no idea what a startup is or an accelerator is, it kind of brings you through that. And um, I was trying to actually learn and see like whether what they were like showing in the show was like true to what it is like in the startup world, like what it is like to fundraise, what it is like to um, be a CEO hiring your first um, team members in a startup and all that kind of stuff. And actually, a lot of it is actually pretty accurate. Obviously, there's a lot of exaggerations because they have to make it Cinem- um, cinematic. Fun. cinematic fun to watch you know otherwise it's just it's just seeing a bunch of employees in a in a company right but there's also like a love interest aspect to it love triangles love triangle we gotta love the love triangle Mm -hmm. um and to be honest i purposely also tried not to finish all of it so i like watched um until like the 10th episode and there's 15 so that i won't accidentally spoil who ends up together but it's a pretty I honestly cannot tell who it is going to be yet so stay tuned and hopefully y'all will also watch it and so you can find out for yourself um but the other love interest is Kim Seon Ho and I think a lot of people have been like raving about him on my Instagram I know my friends have and Mm -hmm. I was just like who is this dude and then now I'm watching and I'm like oh I like him (laughs) he's good I wonder if people like him but I highly recommend. I think is definitely worth watching, um, and especially if you are someone who's like me and likes startups and business, I think it has a good balance of that. The only thing is that sometimes they do kind of track away from the main plot. I would say, and if you're not someone who likes things to be, um, off off the plot, then maybe this may not be for you. And the first episode, I think, was the best because it moved so quickly. It was just, like, so many things happening at the same time, but also it, like, was told in a way that you can easily understand. And, yeah, I think it's overall a really fun um, drama. The humor sometimes is kind of, like, eh for me. I think I have a pretty high standard in terms of humor, to Mm -hmm. be honest. I don't like dry humor that much. I think all my friends all know that. I'm just like, eh, okay. You know, like the office humor is not it for me, but mm-hmm. Yeah, I I guess like um I I've heard a lot about startup because it's it's so hot right now because of the second male lead. Like what was his name again? Oh Jun Sonho. Oh oh sorry. Kim Son Kim Seon Ho. Kim Seon Ho. Yes, I've seen him in, uh, like, clips from other K-dramas, most notably, like, the one, oh, I forgot, never mind, scratch <laughs> that out of the record, um, but he's, he has such, like, an adorable face, like, mm. I feel like he's, his face is too precious for this world, but, um, but it's, mm. Startup's been getting a lot of recognition because of him and his ex- exemplary acting, and just the way that his his character is portrayed and beloved because if you don't know by now uh, from watching k-dramas like the second male lead is always you know is always the soulful like blessed like pure of heart one and Mm -hmm. um fans really 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 love him 
Um, so I, I this this show has been, I think, very instrumental for his acting career. Um, so there's props to that. But I when I first heard of this show, I was very intrigued by the premise because of, you know, what Suwon has said, like, um, it's, it's a show set in like a fictional Silicon Valley in Korea. So it's, it's like very much a startup environment. There are the, the main characters are trying to build a company. Um, and from the ground up, like in the very initial stages and all of the challenges, um, you know, that, that follow that. So when I first heard that, I was like, wow, like that's, you know, that's, that's, K-dramas have never went there before. So it's like a very new kind of, um, genre instead of like the the female female lead like going into work in the male lead's company where he's already the CEO it's this is not like this is not like that and I think it's a very like charming um uh, movement away from that and kind of uh doing a whole new setting um and I really think what makes this k-drama a, a like really outstanding for a lot of people is just the the actors and especially like Susie like girl I I don't know if y'all have seen any one of her shows but she's starred in so many like hits like recently I watched the show called Vagabond uh, which premiered over the summer where she uh, co-starred with Lee Seung Gi um god I hope I didn't you know mistake his name I'm so sorry but um that was more of like a very action like like corruption like political like genre I love like her elasticity and like the the way that she portrays like so many different types of roles and I think um she really like shines outshines like uh this is one of her most memorable roles I believe Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so if y'all want if y'all are interested in startups if y'all like Bay Susie if y'all like Mm k-dramas I really think this is a good K drama for you to get your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. So. And I will also add too that like I think my only few bones to pick, besides the fact that you can obviously tell from how I explained it, I really like the show is that um, there are still subtle subtle things like um, having that uh, queen bee attitude for some characters, where there's always this female character who is yeah like, that stereotype yeah, yeah like that, the villainous kind of thing. Yeah, who like the really hot girl who is also very mean, but then the guy who keeps pursuing her and he somehow is is basically intruding on her personal space and she says no and he keeps saying he's he's trying and it's like no means no, you know, like don't don't reinforce that stereotype in the media because guys don't they just listen, they should they follow that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like that. Um and also but a good thing, I guess I don't want to just mention the bad things, but the good thing also would be that there's a lot of really prominent female characters in this show, and they don't they don't show them just because like they're female. They're not just like oh she's female CEO, you know. It's more like she's a CEO who does this and this and this. It's not just around just like her gender, and I really like that, you know. So there is some pros and cons, <laughs> and. In every drama, I feel like there is there is always going to be some stereotypes that are portrayed, and I that I don't necessarily agree with, but I think that doesn't also that also doesn't um just feed into whether or not I like the drama as a whole. You can like something and still not like certain areas or or stereotypes that are portrayed, and still pick out things that you enjoy. So 
that's something I wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. All of the things. K-dramas. I love K-dramas, but some of them really, like, um, and, and um, you know, especially some of the hit ones that I've watched really kind of portray that one-dimensional type of, stereo- like, character that's very much a stereotype. But I, I do think, like, the K-dramas more recently are trying to move away from that and really having, like, fleshed-out characters as opposed to, like, wh- one-dimensional people that, like, portray a specific ter- stereotype. But, yeah. Um, and I guess... Um, I guess I'm the last, uh, like, have you given your three, Suren, like, or? I have one, I have one more. Okay. So you can go into it first. So, so I, this is my last one. Um, so my last recommendation and like my, uh, and just, just to start it off, I really think if y'all get nothing from this episode in terms of like, uh, K-dramas to watch to your, to add to your watch list. Well, you should, you should just, like, no matter what you think, you need to add this specific K-drama to your list, because if you don't watch this, what are you doing with your life? So, um, so this K-drama is called It's Okay Not to Be Okay. Um, Um, yes, it's, I think, one of my most favorite K-dramas slash, like, pieces of fiction, like, slash, like, TV show in general because for a, for a variety of reasons but I guess the first reason being the plot it's about um uh like the, there we have two main characters the male lead and the female lead but then there's also a third like very prominent character who is the um who is the supporting character and he's the uh, older brother of the male lead so basically what the plot is is um these two brothers have been uh, moving around their entire, you know, lives mostly, and they settle into this town where um, the older brother is autistic, and the younger brother is this, um, you know, health worker at, at mental health clinics, and they move into this uh, town, and they, and the story revolves around them and their relationship with the female lead, who is this children's book author. Um, but she suffers from, um, uh, I think, um, ugh, I forgot what it was called, but it's basically like antisocial personality disorder or something like that. Mm. Um, so it's this show, if you can't already tell, really kind of puts mental health in the forefront of its plot. Like with a with one of the main characters being autistic, the uh, and like these uh, the male lead and the female lead also having you know this antisocial personality disorder, and the male lead is acting as both like as the caretaker for sometimes both, sometimes neither of them. It's very much a uh, a heartwarming you know story of incredible personal growth, but it also puts to out the the issues that that you know people have um growing up in this world and also like just just the visibility in terms of mental health issues and like the title is it's okay to not be okay and I really think like they they don't it's not just a title it's what the show portrays through its characters 
through its plot, through its, you know, setting, through everything in, in the show. And so, uh, so I guess y'all want to hear more about who the actors are. So the female lead is so Yiji. I, 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 I'm so sorry for all of the people out there who are Korean and are hearing me butchering these names. But uh, so, so Yiji and Kim So Hyun is the main lead, and he's like he's top dollar K drama actor right yeah. there. Um, he's like, yeah, he's there. like. He's like, I think I read an article where they t- said he was like the most paid, the top paid like Korean actor in in like South Korea or something. Honestly, I, I'm not even surprised. I see him like everywhere, and he 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 just he has a universal face. Yes, yes, and and his face really outshines itself during the show. You know, um, <laughs> there's also uh, Oh Jun Junse, who's the older brother, autistic um, older brother in the show. And let me tell y'all, like, the most perfect, like, cast, like, these three actors and slash actors slash actress is, could not be more perfect. Because they're so, like, they're so great in their roles, especially, like, Oh Jung-sei. Like, you know, it. this man, when I tell you he has, like, depth and, like, you know, like, incredible width in terms of, like, his acting roles like he he played a freaking autistic character and he did it well and it wasn't like um I don't think it was demeaning at all um it it was a I think realistic portrayal of what an uh, autistics person's experience is and it wasn't like he wasn't just there for as a character for people to feel pity or something like that mm. like he also experienced his character also experiences like like character growth, personal growth that happens throughout the show, and the way that he portrays his character and um, the other two leads portray theirs, it just it was incredibly well done. Uh, very very well fleshed out characters, incredible you know plot development, and just the the topics covered on the show range from like PTSD to like. Uh, you know, domestic violence to depression and things like that, and how people are able to handle those in their, like, these issues in their personal lives, and when it's okay to ask for help and things like that. So I just, I just really like this show. I think it's very timely in the environment that we live in, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's very, you know, they're, like every other K-drama, there are parts that make you cry, sob, you know, wrench, wrench out your heart. It's like, why don't you just rip out my heart and like stomp on it? Cause that's what it does. And then there's moments where you're just incredibly happy for the characters and the growth and that they display and just you're happy that they're happy. And it just really like connects with you on a more like, like it connects with your soul or some like, you know, like spiritual crap like that. I don't know how more to like beef up this show but yeah everyone (laughs) everyone should watch it you know it doesn't matter whether you're um you're a hardcore k-drama fan or if you're just starting out and you're just looking for a show to watch I really recommend this show yeah I actually heard a lot about it especially from other friends who do watch k-dramas I think a lot of k-dramas do showcase some like mental health in within like the drama itself like to really show like the depth to characters but to have one where it's really focused on it have it be the main 
um, part of the story is really different. And I even like the, I really like the title of it. And even playing people with mental health, um, not really like problems, but like very specific like disorders or um, having the, seeing how their mental health like has changed, improved or declined, and especially even like autism is really difficult and so that's why I'm really interested to see how it's portrayed because there's a lot of things that it's, it's hard because you can't really see like all of them are like very invisible like illnesses too mm-hmm. and um or disorders or issues um and even what some people perceive it as it's, it's like hard to portray and show like accurately so I'm very interested in like hopefully I, I mean, I'm, I I trust your yeah. um, review of it, and I really am actually really excited to watch it. Also very scared of how much I'm going to cry because I <laughs> really go personally to, like, mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, but to give a happier closing, <laughs> mm-hmm. on, a light, on a lighter note, um, I love dramas, like, like um, Sanji said, but I also love dramas that are, like, super just chill, and, like, I know when I watch it, I'm just going to be happy vibes the entire time. And so my last recommendation would be What's Wrong with Secretary Kim. Yes, yes, girl. <laughs> I, at first, when my friend, um, shout out to Lucas, who recommended this to me, I was like, secretary? I'm going to watch a drama about a secretary? That kind of doesn't sound like interesting at all. But he said, like, you have to trust me. It's really good. And um, as what Lucas said, I'm going to say this to y'all. Y'all should trust me. It's really good. And it is, it stars um, Park Seo Park so John, Park Seo John. I, like Sanji said, I'm going to be better at pronouncing people's names now. I really apologize. Um, but also it stars Park Min Young. And they, um, so the main character, he is uh, like a CEO of a huge company. A typical billionaire guy who is. The male lead, typical male lead. Typical male Lee got everything he wants in life except for love. <laughs> and so that's where uh, uh, Park Min Young comes in and she plays Secretary Kim. Um, and they kind of go through this path of romance, like kind of like an interesting um, journey through it. More so like comedy romance than anything else. And um, there are a lot of like other subplots that happen here and there. And I think the thing I like the most about it is the the humor, the comedy aspect. Mm-hmm. It's really funny to get a lot of um you know weird, uh, cliche moments with the umbrella under the the rain and all that stuff in 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 a lot of K dramas. But I think this drama really does um, kind of like joke around with those cliches. They like take that cliche and then make it a joke out of it. And I think that is so funny. Especially if you have watched K dramas before this. Well even if you haven't, I think you would still find the references um relatable in, in some aspect because I feel like a lot of us have watched um dramas where there is romance and jokes and at play. And um a really interesting part about this was that I thought that having the secretary role be one of the main characters and him and him uh having her work for the ceo would be very demeaning and very like oh she has to do what he has to say blah 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 like mm-hmm. don't want this to be another like 50 shades of gray type of scenario you know and it's not like that it's so it's actually very empowering and it shows like her strength and her dynamic ability to 
be someone super respect respectable in in her um, company within her peers while still maintaining herself and taking care of herself and showing her selflessness and um, being a huge role model to him too and so I think this is actually a really great um, leadership type of drama like you show she she shows a lot of leadership in her own role without having the title of CEO mm-hmm. and I really like that like any women in the workplace type of stuff I love and um, yeah it's just a very cute uh, and and very like lighthearted drama and it, I know I say lighthearted but there are moments where I did cry but it's mm-hmm. like good tears it's like yeah. tears of diamonds you know it's like this is great this is great you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so I've also watched this because you know you know it's one of those classic k-dramas um and and I think I would like to add maybe a little bit more to the plot for for our viewers to explain like what I'm about to say but the, the the show basically starts with Secretary Kim who Parkman Young plays um going up to like the CEO dude and being like the CEO male lead and being like, I quit. And he's like, what the hell? Um, so so that's, yeah. I think that's a part of the reason why the the kind of demeaning dynamic that you would expect to be there isn't there. Because the show literally starts with her trying to quit and him trying to stop her because she's been the perfect secretary for him. He's kind of a huge like narcissist, and she's yeah. like, made oh, yes. his life so much easier. So she, he's like, oh heck no! Like if this woman quits, like I'm done, you know that sort of thing. So the uh, the show kind of begins with a power reversal dynamic where he's trying to fulfill her needs or like what she wants, so she so she could stay. So I think that's something that's really unique about this show that really adds like that. Um, empowerment vibe that you know other shows with maybe similar plot lines or like similar characters wouldn't have um and I and I totally get you with the comedy I think like um one of the 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 types of comedies that I really like especially in k-dramas is situational comedy where you have like certain situations and you're like laughing your butt off because you're like oh my god that's so (laughs) hilarious like buying to find yourself Mm -hmm. in or to for a character to find itself in and I really think that um that uh what's wrong with a secretary um, Kim really, really, like, really nails the situational comedy, especially not just with the main characters, but especially with the supporting characters. I think they were, like, they added comedy, like, you wouldn't believe. Um, mm. And I think, um, and I think another part of this show that I really liked is that, like, usually you would hear, especially in these types of shows, uh, or, like, in this type of relationship, CEO and secretary, and, like, obviously, this is a romance, they're, you know, they're, it's it's a plot line for them to end up together at some point, um, and you would, you know, in most K-dramas, it's, like, the family being, like, no, you're too poor for my son, or, like, something like yeah. that, like, throw the money at the yeah. woman's face and be, like, get get out of my son's life, or something like that, I, re- I think it's really interesting that, um, Oh, well, not interesting, but it adds to the show. It adds to like the kind of empowerment of of the show that none of the characters are like that. 
like the family like love secretary kim because they know their son is a narcissist and she has made his life so much easier um like their their workplace like really uh value secretary kim and like really understand like um the work that she's put in um i mean but it wouldn't be completely realistic if everyone is accepting right so there are some moments where you know people talk but i think that's you know that's a part of the show that's uh where the show handles itself maybe you know maybe not completely realistically but you know i think well and if y'all want to know what i'm talking about watch the show so cuz i'm not going to spoil it for you um but yeah like this is definitely like one of the k dramas where that's like like one of the uh, cornerstones that you know everyone watches I think it's a very like lighthearted comedy romance that has, you know, you know, some moments uh, you know, enough to keep the plot interesting. Mm-hmm. But definitely like um has all of the elements of a great show for you to just relax, you know, drink wine or like eat crackers or whatever drink you your drink of choice. <laughs> your drink of choice and your food of choice slash snack mm-hmm. of choice, like under a blanket it's a great it's a great show to de-stress and like kind of escape your your predicament slash reality with Mm -hmm. and with that that is all our winter recommendations for this winter um and like always we we ourselves are trying to uh, branch out and see whatever shows we can get our hands on and, mm-hmm. and dive into any other Korean culture. Um, and also, we swear next time, we'll also get better at pronouncing the actress and actors' names. Mm-hmm. Um, but we really hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode's recommendations. And if you do like this type of episodes, make sure to comment and tell us, let us know what parts of it did you like? Did you end up watching the dramas that we recommended? How did you find them? Did you like them? Um, and did you uh, discover any that you want us to recommend or you want us to watch and you want us to talk about? Like leave them all in our comments. Um, give us a rating and review and also subscribe to our podcast. Make sure you don't miss an episode. Um, Sanji and I do this on a non-weekly type of basis we just kind of do it whenever so yeah the more we ask for it the more we know when to do it and it's also really fun um any last words sanji um yes thank you for listening to this episode like seriously like hit us up if you watch the k-dramas we've recommended hit us up if you have k-dramas for us to watch i will literally like watch anything you know as long as um it's on netflix or like wiki or something um and i really think that uh we have i i know i have a lot of fun um doing these segments so like suarina said like we we want to put out more content for you guys so if you like what we've discussed today and want to hear more like please let us know um on our instagram um at your girl trying to make it or like just um you know leave a review at whatever podcast platform that you listen to us with so thank you for listening thank you for listening um and next time i'm gonna watch mystic pop-up bar <gasps> yes that show is great yes. yeah <laughs> and i'll forget to sanji's list of recommendations mm-hmm. so 
that hopefully next time we'll come up back with another like spring recommendations. Yes, like uh, uh, side note, like very very side note. Since Sue uh, Sue Wern mentioned hers, like I I'm watching the Uncanny Counter on Netflix right now, and it just like started, so I will have more you know probably a co a comprehensive review for you guys like after the show ends. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. I could talk about this all day. Um. Yeah. Thank you. We we set a limit for our. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but thanks again for listening. This has been your fangirls, Suwern and Banji. Please like, subscribe, comment on all of the things, and we look forward to fangirling again in another episode. Bye. Bye.